I'm Jenny Carlson. I'm Barry Trammell. Welcome to the Jenny and Barry Show. The NFL playoffs are reaching a fever pitch, and don't we love it after last week's divisional round, which is always so fun because we get four games that tend to be really, really good. This Sunday brings the AFC and NFC championship games. Kansas City at Baltimore, Detroit at San Francisco. I mean, just mentioning those matchups kind of gets me a little fired up. But if you're a football fan in Oklahoma, you might be wondering who to cheer for. Lots of you, after all, are long-suffering Dallas Cowboys fans. Barry and I are here to help with local ties, some compelling stories, and lots more. But first, we want to say thanks to these sponsors for supporting The Jenny and Barry Show. The Oklahoma Ford Dealers Association, MidFirst Bank, Next Gen Roofing, Two Fellows Movers, The National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, 988 Oklahoma's Mental Health Lifeline. Drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford dealers today for the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. And let's face it, a box of pizza and a case of beer just don't work like they used to. Nobody wants to help you move. We know two fellows that love moving. Of Two Fellows Moving Company, we offer free, no-strings quotes for your move. With more than 20 years' experience, we've pretty much moved it all. Our services don't end up moving either. Need to do some modeling or spring cleaning? We've got you covered with dumpster rentals and junk haul services. Remember, quotes are free and there are no strings attached. If you're moving in Oklahoma, make sure to call the fellas. Visit twofellas.com for your free quote today. All right, Barry, playoff time in the NFL. I know you're excited. I'm excited. Kansas City, they continue to roll along in the playoffs, looking stronger and stronger. But I'm wondering, is there any fatigue out there about this team? Because they've been the talk of the league for the last few years. And oh, by the way, they've got TS now. Taylor Swift commanding all the attention up in the luxury suites. Is there any fatigue about this team at this point? Let me ask a question that I don't know the answer to, but you might. If I declare some Taylor Swift fatigue, how much trouble is it going to cause me (laughs) and or us? Uh, Depends. Depends on uh, what you have to say. Here's my thing about Taylor Swift real quick, and then then you you can throw out whatever you want. The thing about seeing Taylor Swift on TV, they're going to show fans in the stands regardless. I mean, would you rather see some, you know, middle-aged, maybe older than middle-aged guy who maybe needs to do a few more sit-ups with his shirt off, you know, chugging a beer? Or would you rather see Taylor Swift? I think I'll go with Taylor Swift, quite honestly. That's my thing, is that they're going to show fans anyway. Why not her? Now, were you talking about were you talking about uh, Jason Kelsey? Is that who you were talking about? I think you know that because they tried to get them both in the same shot a good part of the time the other night. Would have no. been fine by me. I would have been fine with that. I'm a little. I got a little bit of Chiefs fatigue. I'm a little bit cynical on this. You know, I've been told that that Kelsey has bought another house in Kansas City, big house, secluded, well well secured and that Taylor Swift is spending most of her time in KC with him. I guess I'm coming around to the idea that maybe this actually is a real You think real it's deal. fake. You think it's fake. I thought for a long time. I still think a little bit that it might be a little bit of marketing intrigue, marketing uh, brilliance, uh, you know, bringing two things together like Taylor Swift in the NFL uh, literally could break the uh, world financial markets. They could control all of the world's money. but. Um, uh, but no, 
it's okay. I guess, I guess I'm just bothered by, for instance, my granddaughter's friend across the street. She's a 15 year old girl, known her for seven, eight years, known her since she's real little. She comes over the other day, few, you know, a few weeks ago, regular season. I'm watching Kansas City on CBS. I'm watching Green Bay on Fox. I flip back and forth between the games. What's interesting? What's it commercial? All that. And she's just riveted to the television because of the chance to see Taylor Swift. <laughs> and every time I switched to Green Bay, she would say, what are, what, 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 what are we doing? What are we doing? Where would Kansas City game go? That's, that's the only way it's affected me. But I got to tell you, it sort of does affect me. So, uh, but no, I am. A, I got a little bit of chief fatigue and some of it is Patrick Mahomes and some of it's just the chief success. I mean, I was pulling for Buffalo just because I wanted to see Buffalo yeah. win a Super Bowl. I thought that'd been great. You know, hardy people of, Nor of Western New York. And um, now you got, you know, Baltimore has, uh, they've had more recent success than Buffalo, but it's been a while since they've been in the Super Bowl, 10, uh, 11 years, I guess. So I got some chief fatigue. I st also think it's great because Kansas City went through its own drought. Yeah. I mean, you're a Kansas girl, you know better than I do. This is a, a team that went almost a half century between Super Bowl victories. So I've got, I'm pleased for the city of Kansas City. I love KC. Like the chief success, like Andrew Reid, but I admit to a little fatigue. Well, and I have to tell you, I, I I was thinking about as I was watching that game between Buffalo and Kansas City last weekend, sort of struck me that Buffalo is in the place that I mean, they're not the first team that this has happened, but and we've even had situations here locally when you look at OU and OSU football. OSU football is in the middle of one of its best stretches of all time when you think about the Mike Gundy era. And yet, because of how good Oklahoma has been during that stretch, you, you, you just lose sight of how good OSU has been from time to time. And it felt a little bit like that watching the Bills fall short of beating Kansas City again in the playoffs. Just how good that Bills team is and will continue to be for the foreseeable future with Josh Allen and the rest of those guys. But, you know, coming up against Kansas City, they've had to go to Kansas City for those games in the past. Then Kansas City comes to them. It's cold. It's been snowing. People are, you know, standing on snow. They're throwing snow in celebration. I mean, it's a, it's a quintessential Buffalo setup, and they still couldn't knock Kansas City out to me yeah. that is I mean it's just it, you have to in some ways I mean Kansas City fans aren't going to feel for the Bills but I think you have to if you're just watching from outside you have to feel a little bit uh, at least you know it's it, it's just unfortunate that the Bills are hitting such a high time in their franchise history at the same time you've got Patrick Mahomes and all those guys in Kansas City and Barry if if people are thinking all right should I pull for the Chiefs I don't know if I can pull for the Chiefs we got some local guys on that team that people might want to pull for, whether it's Creed Humphrey, you know, snapping the ball to, to uh, Patrick Mahomes, Blake Bell catching it, uh, Sooners both, James Winchester also, uh, Wanya Morris on the offensive line. They're maybe not as uh, OU-centric as some other teams in the NFL, but they got some Sooners on that team too. Oh, yeah. You know, Creed Humphrey's a great story. I went to Shawnee last summer. Uh, for Creed Humphrey Day, the city celebrated him after his after his Super Bowl title. Um, you know, I was in Shawnee Tuesday actually of this week and uh, talking to people, and they just loved. You know, they just hold Creed in such high regard, and he's done such a great job. 
headed to a meteoric career, you know, has a chance to be all kinds of things, all pro, um, longtime star. So it's going great for Creed Humphrey. Um, James Winchester, another Oklahoma kid, Blake Bell, uh, you know, uh, a sooner hero. So, yeah, lots to like about the Chiefs. And they're close by, heck, you know. I yeah. mean, you can get to Arrowhead in five hours from, from Oklahoma City. So a lot of, lot of uh, Oklahomans cheer for the Chiefs. Uh, just uh, geographically and, and naturally. So it's a good story. And they're an easy team to cheer for. You know, it's one of the things you got to love about the NFL is, you know, in the NBA, uh, to a certain extent, NBA, MLB also, the glamour markets dominate. In the NFL, place like Kansas City, place like Green Bay, uh, those kinds of places can, can uh, have great teams, sustain those great teams, win Super Bowls, and uh, there's nothing that New York teams or Los Angeles teams can do about it. I thought it was interesting. I don't know if you saw the numbers, but the viewership for that Buffalo-Kansas City game over the weekend, it basically, I think it, I, I'm going to misquote the numbers, so I'm not going to throw it out there, but somebody did the math, and apparently the total viewership for that, that playoff game that was such a good game to finish out uh, things, that the viewership was all of the World Series games viewers combined this yeah. last year was was less than that playoff game. So yeah. you're exactly right, Barry. I mean, those those two teams, they aren't in metro areas, but or, they aren't in big metro areas. They aren't in the mega you know markets, right. not the New Yorks, right. not the L.A.s, not the Miamis. Buffalo is um, smaller than Oklahoma City market-wise. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So, to, to, so to have those two teams with that kind of pull, I mean – it's obviously an NFL poll, but still, it doesn't it doesn't have to be the big the big big cities that uh, that get people to tune in. I, I mentioned the the uh, Oklahoma connections with the uh, with the Chiefs, but the Oklahoma Ravens have kind of become a thing. It's 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 a little bit more longstanding, and they've got a good flock of them right now. Whether you're talking about Justice Hill, Mark Andrews, Tylen Wallace, and then you don't want to forget Charlie Collard, Norman North product, and there's even one more. Tyler Ott, the long snappers from Jinx. They got five, Barry. Yeah, you know, the, the Ravens went through a period, you know, in the Stoops glory years of constantly drafting OU guys. Then they got into the OSU business. I get a charge out of Justice Hill. You know, it seems like forever since Justice Hill was a cowboy. I think 18 was his final year. Am I right about that? I think so. Mm, sounds I about right. This is fifth or sixth year in the NFL. Um, which is a long career for an NFL tailback. But um, he's still a good player, still making great plays. Uh, I love his name, one of the all-time great names. He probably, you know, he sounds like a, a Washington monument more than a Baltimore <laughs> tailback, but that's okay. Uh, just, uh, you know, just a really good story, uh, Tulsa, Washington guy. And, uh, you know, Tylen Wallace had one of the biggest plays of the season, uh, an overtime punt return to win the game for the Ravens. And he's not even uh, the Ravens' primary punt returner. So, uh, yeah, lots to like about Baltimore when it comes to the local guys. The, uh, the uh, Ravens are a fantastic organization, consistent winners, never too high, never too low. They're sort of the, the new Steelers, I would say. Yeah. They've got a really good team. Uh, I think they'll beat Kansas City. I think, I think they're going to win the Super Bowl is what I think. So, you know, Justice Hill and, and Tyron Wallace and, uh, and that crew, uh, Charlie Kolar, Mark Andrews, the the tight ends. I think I think they've uh, going to get some Super Bowl rings for some of these Oklahomans. 
Be still the heart of our uh, editor, Mike Sherman, longtime Ravens fan. You talking about that. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, a very good team. And, you know, even when you talk about those guys, Mark Andrews injured, he hasn't played in the playoffs. There's been sort of ongoing talk. Could he get healthy enough potentially to play? You know, I don't know if he can. I'm, I haven't looked at anything recently, but, you know, if they make the Super Bowl, there's an off week built in there. Maybe he gets a little bit more recovery time, but crazy to me to think that, you know, a, a former Sooner tight end goes down and he gets replaced by a Norman guy, <laughs> Charlie Kolar. Uh, and Charlie, yeah, great story too. Uh, hard luck in a lot of ways, was injured last year, didn't play. Uh, now he steps into to that role of, you know, playing in, in, in uh, Andrew's place. They've obviously got some other guys that come in there as well, but just a great, um, a great story there. So I think lots of people, you know, and if you want one more, don't forget that offensive co coordinator at uh, Baltimore, Todd Munkin, the former Cowboy offensive coordinator, very colorful. In fact, Barry, I have to admit, anytime they show Munkin up in the bench, uh, up in the booth, last week they had the camera that looked like it was literally like, um, it was almost on his laptop or something. I don't know how, what he has in front of him. It was so close. And I thought as fiery as he gets, I wonder if they're, I wonder, is that a good spot? You know, what if, what if he goes off just what they might catch with that camera angle? Yeah. You know, Todd Munkin, big, big buddy of Mike Gundy's, uh, Todd's uh, son is like a, uh, an offensive assistant. I think it's offense for the, for yeah. the Cowboy coaching staff, graduate assistant type guy. So yeah, thick roots there. Munkin was with Les Miles in the early days at OSU, came back as the great coordinator on that 2011 team. Uh, that finished number three in the nation, won the Fiesta Bowl. So, yeah, big OSU ties there. And, uh, you know, the tight end, uh, the Baltimore tight end situation with Andrews and uh, and Charlie Kolar. Even the, third, the, the other tight end, really good player, by the way. He's not from Oklahoma, has no Oklahoma ties, but he's got an Oklahoman's name, Isaac Likely, you know, the old <laughs> OSU basketball player who looks like a football player. It's not him. But they got the same name, spelled different. So, yeah, yeah. I, the Ravens are easy to cheer for, I think. Uh, and, you know, Mark Andrews, very productive player. Um, just rock-solid tight end, which he was at OU. You know, just uh, completely dependable, big play guy. And he's gone on and done that in the NFL. I think it was was it Troy or Tony Romo, one of the, one of the analysts, whoever called the game on Sunday uh, or Saturday, just raving. Just rave. I think it's I think it's Troy for ESPN. Just raving about um, about Mark Andrews and and his value to the Ravens. So yeah, we're sort of lucky with all these teams because there's lots of lots of Okies to to get behind. Yeah, actually, the the team in the the playoffs still standing that doesn't have much in the way of Oklahoma connections is Detroit. The Lions do have Malcolm Rodriguez on the roster, but. Really past that kind of thin when you're looking for a connection back to the state, but they're still, it's hard not to like the Lions too, Barry, because this is a team that had gone decades without a playoff win. Now they're one win from the Super Bowl. And if you're looking for a little Oklahomanist to the Lions, I mean, if you look at the, his, the history of the Lions, you're going to see tons of Oklahomans who are basically blue and silver heroes in the med in the motor city whether steve owens billy sims barry sanders i mean this is a team a franchise that has had some pretty impactful oklahoma connections in the past and like i said you know th this is a team that i think you if you're looking for a team to cheer for 
Detroit could use your cheers because, man, think about the decades that they have been not good at all. If you're going to cheer, if you're going to cheer for cities, the Lions are your team. Absolutely. Not just this football team has been beleaguered, but the whole the whole city of Detroit has been. You know, they've been um, with the went uh, bankrupt. I think at one point the crash of '08 really hurt the auto industry. You, You remember the bailouts of of General Motors and, and Chrysler and whoever else. But um, Detroit's really struggled over the, over the decades. Making a comeback, talk's a big game. I haven't been there in a while. If they may be doing a great job. I don't know. But it's a feel-good story for this football team uh, to get good. If you remember, now the Red Wings you know, have pretty good history, but you know, Tigers haven't been good in a long time. The Pistons, Pistons had the great run, but they've been derelict the last decade or so in the NBA. I think the Lions really are picking up the city of Detroit. So they are a fun team to, to cheer for. But, as, you know, people may not know this about us, but we're actually sort of fascinated with uniforms. You know, we'll text back and forth during a, during a game and comment on the uniform. Exactly. Trish and I watch a game. We'll talk about the uniforms as much as the, uh, the strategy of the game. And when it was clear Detroit was going to win the other night, go to San Francisco, I got to thinking. Detroit at San Francisco. I know exactly what the 49ers are going to look like. I haven't seen the Lions enough in the last 20 years to know even what, what color pants do they wear in road games. That's a great point. Maybe silver. <laughs> Man, I don't know. Is it white? Is it blue? I don't I mean, there's not any. We don't even have any great images of what the Lions are even like. They've been so irrelevant. So it's a great story that yeah. Detroit is back. And Malcolm Rodriguez, the pride of Wagner. Uh, knock them dead. Yeah, I have to admit, when the uh, when the Lions hired Dan Campbell a few years ago, I thought I thought it was sort of the next chapter of irrelevancy because yeah. you know he didn't make a great first impression. It was about the biting kneecaps thing, and I thought, yeah. wait, who is this guy? He's no, he's no Mark Dagnalt. <laughs> he's no Mark <laughs> Dagnalt. Watch our other Jenny and Barry show on the Thunder this week, but uh. they have become. A, a force to be reckoned with under uh, Dan Campbell. So kudos to him, uh, kudos to his staff, to the ownership. They went through a, a, a change in how they, uh, not only with the coaching staff, but GM, the ownership, and who was in charge, and it has made a world of difference. They are a great team this year and look to be a team that's going to be good for for quite a while. I mean, this is not this does not look like a team that, um, is going to be a flash in the pan sort of thing. I mean, obviously had one of the best quarterbacks in the league, Matthew Stafford. They trade him away, and here they are. I mean, here they are, one win from the Super Bowl. So just an unbelievable turn, and, you know, you, you, uh, you, you hear the stories of, you know, longtime fans, you know, having tickets for decades and never getting to see a playoff win. Now they've seen two in consecutive weeks people openly weeping in the stands as the, as the lions win those games. I mean, it just, it just speaks to, um, you know, how tied we get to these teams. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would love to see the lions in the super bowl. I, I don't know if they can go to San Francisco and win though, Barry and San Francisco, it may not be as lovable as some of these other teams, but Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, you know, uh, big 12 ties, Iowa state guy, quarterbacking this team now there aren't a ton of oklahoma ties but there are some george kittle is from norman trent williams from ou Braden will is from ou uh 
even on, even on look at the practice squad, they've got Tay Martin, the former OSU receiver, on the practice squad. So uh, Trent Williams, I mean, you you won't find a better left tackle in the game of football right now. So uh, and frankly, you might not find a better tight end than George Kittle. So San Francisco, a formidable formidable foe for the Lions. But uh, what do you? Is there anything for for Oklahoma fans looking for a team to cheer? Any reason that the Niners could win over yeah. their hearts? couple things one is if you're just a marginal nfl fan get fired up for the playoffs that kind of thing wanting to latch on to something i don't know that sooner fans um that aren't hardcore understand how great trent williams is he's going to the pro football hall of fame trent williams is going to be in canton ohio there's not any doubt about it he's been uh the best left tackle in, in in the nfl for several years and he's over there at san francisco doing a great job for them and you know he's he's got a chance to win a, a Super Bowl ring, and you know he's he's that he's that lineman from the great uh, Stoops uh, lines of 07, 08, 09. He was in that the uh, twenty ten NFL draft, Sam Bradford and Gerald McCoy. Uh, so uh, three of the four top four picks, all Sooners. So this is the case of Trent Williams is is going to be an epic epic Sooner in NFL history. Uh, so getting behind him and uh, George Kittle's just a fun player. He's just he's fun to watch. He's he acts wild. Uh, he plays wild, but he's a tremendous. He's first team All Pro. He's you know the the experts considering the best tight end in the NFL. Kid from Norman High School was not ballyhooed. Was not heavily recruited. People can't seem to figure out that you know the tight ends from Norman and Norman North are big time <laughs> players. Charlie Kolar, George Kittle. So. Um, he's, he's a great success story. So lots to like about the 49ers. And of course, I love Brock Purdy. I fly the big 12 flag. Sorry, new friends in the SEC. I'm trying to warm up to you, but my big 12, big 10, I'm sorry, big 12, big eight, uh, big eight roots go very deep. So, you know, I'm cheering for Brock, Brock Purdy. So, uh, I think, I think we're going to have a San Francisco Baltimore Super Bowl, and there's going to be lots to like in that regard of, of those guys uh, with a chance to win. You mentioned Trent Williams and his excellent career. Uh, I think I overheard you were talking about uh, some of the analysts talking about Mark Andrews. I think it was Troy uh, Aikman who was talking about Trent Williams, you know, just raving about, you know, his talent, best left tackle in the league, which obviously that position is the blindside position, you know, protecting quarterbacks, taking care of, of that uh, that asset in the backfield, and it's important to remember Trent Williams now in season I believe 14 in the NFL. So to be a, as long term a pro as he has been, and to still be considered the best at that position, I mean it just speaks to the talent. And here he's a guy that when you look at his resume, he spent a lot of years in Washington and those were not good teams. I mean, he played on some not good teams for a very long time. So for him to be on a team that could play for a Super Bowl championship, could win a Super Bowl championship, I mean, that's the type of thing that um, you know, you you want you want to you want to cheer for guys like that to have a chance to, you know, capitalize on great careers with championships. You mentioned Kittleberry. I think his story is one that, you know, he when he was being recruited or not recruited at uh, at Norman North, 
signing day rolls around, he has one offer and it's from Air Force. And uh, George Kittle was actually, he's, you're going to see him appear on the uh, Bob Stooch show on uh, selloutcrowd.com conversations with coach. He had George Kittle on. So that's going to be posting this week. Look for that. And when you hear George Kittle talk, if there's one school that you think, man, I don't think that's a very good fit. It's probably Air Force. I don't know if George Kittle would have done well at Air Force, but that was his one offer until signing day, Iowa, which his dad, Bruce, played with Bob Stoops at Iowa. So a legacy type of uh, situation. Iowa had a scholarship come open on signing day. They had somebody they thought was going to sign, flip a commitment. They suddenly had a scholarship. They offered it to Kittle. So Kittle goes to Iowa, becomes a huge tight end at Iowa, now is a megastar at the position in the NFL. So, by the way, if you're thinking, why didn't the Sooners recruit George Kittle? Nobody was recruiting George Kittle. So <laughs> it, it, does, it does feel weird that he was in Norman and not recruited, but an excellent player who really had to make himself into what he is today. Another guy that I think if you're looking for somebody to cheer in these NFL playoffs, you could do a lot worse than him. But we got lots of options for you. I hope we gave you somebody you might cheer this weekend. Sunday, both games on Sunday, it's going to be a great day of football. That's all the time we've got this week. We've got all sorts of content at selloutcrowd.com, and you can find our columns and videos, podcasts there, as well as at our sites, barrytrammell.com and jenny-carlson.com. And hey, if you want content at your fingertips, and who doesn't, we've got you covered. We have an app. It's available for iPhone and Android, and you can download it today. If this happens to be your first time hearing or watching us, be sure to subscribe to our show on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. And if you like what you hear, please leave us a review. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.